This is America with Rich Valdez, powered by PolitiWeek.com. And Rich Valdez is with us, former Christie administration official. You worked for Chris Christie, you've been in politics, a lot of public service stuff. Rich Valdez, columnist now with the Washington Times. This is America. Richie V, you're on the air with the nation. The nation. This is America. With your host, Rich Valdez. What's up, America? I am Rich Valdez, Valdez with an S, at Rich Valdez on all of the social media. Your liberty-loving Latino amigo, 17 miles away from Madison Square Garden, New York City, and I'm here with you today. I want to jump into a bunch of things tonight. Obviously, welcome back. We took a little bit of a hiatus. Uh, we were off in December for the holidays and supposed to get cracking in January and... Uh, Shame on me. I slacked a little bit in January because of different things with the radio show, but we are back in action. And I did an interview with the very controversial Jesse Lee Peterson. Now, Jesse Lee Peterson is uh, he's a, a minister, uh, a commentator, a radio host. This guy is out there. You've seen him. He's, he's out there doing, uh, doing the Lord's work. And man, what a great conversation it was. We spoke for about a half hour. I've got a couple of clips of that coming up. But uh, one of the things we talked about, we, we got together to have this conversation just after the Grammy Awards, uh, which was recently. And uh, as you know, Killer Mike got locked up in the Grammy Awards. But he was on Bill Maher just a day before that and, and making some comments about what he thought about Joe Biden and Joe Biden's loss of appeal to black voters. And it was a really interesting conversation. Listen to this. What are your feelings on the election coming up? I mean, Biden and Trump, are you as depressed about that as most people, my, as a choice? My, my feeling is pick your policy, not your person. Find out. This is, this is not the Dallas Cowboys versus your favorite team. This is, this is the policies that will affect our generations for the next 20, 30, 40 years to come. So close your eyes, listen to the policies that are being pushed, and... and Pay attention even to the people who don't have a chance of winning because they're going to say policies you may want to push. And I would say do that. But make it policy-based. So, policy so that means, therefore... That means I'm, I'm for black people and happy black history. But you're not, you're not saying one candidate over the other? Hey, man, my nigga, you ain't going to get me in no trouble tonight. <laughs> <laughs> All right, there you go. So he tells Bill Maher, hey, you're not getting me into any trouble tonight. Uh, Reverend Jesse Lee Peterson, uh, what do you make of this? Do you think that this is indicative of so many others in the black community? It seems to be you got 50 Cent that's, you know, he's been out there saying some stuff that he's not happy with immigration. Snoop Dogg's praising Trump. Uh, there seems to be a, a shift in, in, the, um, in the sentiment in the hip-hop community. What, what do you think? Well, you're absolutely right, especially with black men. Uh, black men seem to be uh, supporting the great white hope, Donald Trump, over the black women. And there are a lot of black, some black women who are supporting him too, but mostly black men. And I believe it's because a lot of, especially with the rappers and entertain, uh, the entertainers, they knew Donald Trump prior to him becoming the president the first time mm -hmm. around, and they liked him then. But for some reason, they fell for the lie coming from the Democratic Party with Donald Trump uh, first ran and uh, the second time that he ran. But now they're starting to wake up and see the reality between uh, Donald Trump and Joe Biden. And Joe Biden clearly 
is not the, uh, for the people. A lot of blacks are suffering more now than they did, you know, when Donald Trump was there. They had work, they had money in their pockets. Uh, things were cheaper, gas prices were lower, a lot of blacks were working. And that has all changed. And also the blacks can see that uh, Joe Biden and this administration are allowing the illegal aliens to come in, inviting them in. And a lot of these people are ending up in the inner cities. Yeah. And in the inner cities, things are already bad. But these people are bringing in crime and drugs and they're going to war with the other the, the black citizens. And so they are really being affected by that. And the so-called black leadership refused to do anything about that as well. So it's definitely having an impact, which I think is a good thing. Now, I'm seeing articles from some of the left wing publications that are basically trying to set the stage saying, look, if Biden wins in South Carolina, then he doesn't have any issues with the black vote. Do you think that's accurate? Not at all. It's not true. And I would be surprised. You know, you never know how things really going to turn out until they happen. Right. But I would be surprised that black, uh, black people are, supported, are supporting uh, Joe Biden this time around as they did before. I don't think it's going to happen in the way that the media is trying to make us believe. It's just not true. And plus, you can't trust the media at all, especially the liberal media and not all conservative media because a lot of conservative media are not for Donald Trump as well because they, they are for themselves. They're yeah. not thinking about the people at all. So, but you, can't, you just can't trust them now, and a lot of people know that. Yeah, I agree with that. Now, do you think that there is a a, a Hail Mary approach that Biden uh, or maybe Harris might be able to pull off? Do they do they join forces or do they stay as disparate as they've been uh, for for Biden to try and make a play for black votes? Do you think maybe Obama comes in to try to save him or is there the entrance of uh, uh, Michelle Obama later on? Well, I hear that uh, according to what I'm hearing. I don't know if it's true or not. Right. But Obama's already, try- I don't know if he's ever not been involved, but he's already trying to do that now to come in and try to draw the black voters back in. And as far as Harris, she's never really been a favor of the black people. Uh, even when she ran for president, she quit a long time ago uh, because the blacks were not in support of her. Now, as far as Big Mama Michelle, I don't mm. know, man. I just, Personally, and I could be wrong, right. I don't think Michelle is going to run. I, I, I know she'd probably be involved in trying to help get the black folks out. But who knows with the Democrats, you can't trust them at all. They would do. They are desperate to maintain power, so-called power and wealth for themselves. So they may try to bring Big Mama Michelle in at the last minute. But I would be surprised. But who knows? They can't be trusted at all. Now, earlier you mentioned black men as being the, the number one defector of, uh, you know, within the uh, the Democrat establishment of Biden and, and even the Democrats. And and I, I don't doubt that in any way. I think I agree with you. But I'm wondering why specifically ba- black men and even Hispanic men. It's also Hispanic men. Uh, do you think if it's a situation of machismo? Is it um, employment? Why do you think do you think it's this big push that that? 
the Democrat Party has kind of taken on the leftist mantra of pushing for transgenderism and queer theory and all of that. And that may not sit well in that community. What are your thoughts? Well, all of those things have definitely had an impact. But uh, one thing that I've noticed that the Biden administration tend to focus on black females as opposed to black men in a normal society. It is known that the order of God is God in Christ, Christ and man, man over the woman and woman over children. It's a spiritual order. And normally you encourage men to work and to lead the family and to lead the way. But with the Biden administration, there's a clear focus on the black female as opposed to black men. And I think personally, because I do hear sometimes from some black men, they're taking an offense to that because it shows a disrespect for right. the black man by putting the black woman before the man. And the uh, ever since the so-called civil rights movement happened, which was the worst thing that ever happened to the blacks other than abortion itself, was the civil rights movement. All right, we're going to pause right there, folks. We're on with the Reverend Jesse Lee Peterson. And when we come back, we're going to discuss why the civil rights movement was the worst thing to happen to black Americans. Don't go anywhere. This is America. This is America. He's brown, he's bald, and he's breaking it down. Oh, he's so handsome. What's his name? Rich Valdez. All right, America, welcome back, amigos. And I want to talk about what the Reverend Jesse Lee Peterson just said. He said that the civil rights movement was the worst thing to happen to black Americans. Reverend Jesse Lee Peterson, tell us why. Well, the reason I say that the civil rights movement is the worst thing uh, that happens to the happened to the blacks other than abortion is because I grew up on a plantation down in Alabama. I grew mm. up on the so-called uh, Jim Crow laws where the signs were there. And I grew up at a time when black people, they had families. They were individual thinkers. They did not have so-called leadership over them. They Only God was over them. And the family, the parents were over the children. And God was over the parents. And they worked hard. They bought land. I have family members who had 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 kids in some cases or more, but yet they own land. They sent their children to school. A lot of them went to college, and they did well. They came back as educators, and they, they were independent thinkers, and they did not hate the white man. They were not blaming white people for their issues because they understood our, uh, the issues were spiritual, and that our battle was a spiritual battle between good and evil and not physical at all. And so the blacks treated the whites the way that they would like to be treated. And most of the whites treated the blacks the way that they would like to be treated because we understood that it was spiritual. And blacks were independent thinkers and they worked hard. But once the civil rights movement came along with Martin Luther King and others, they deceived the blacks by coming up with this phony idea that racism exists and the white man was trying to hold you back and you should be mad at them and we want to be your leaders. And a lot mm. of blacks uh, fell for the lie that, okay, we'll let you be our leaders. And they started to allow 
Jesse Jackson, Martin Luther King, and others to think for them. And it began in uh, Richard. At first, most blacks were Republicans during that time. Yeah. Because the Democrats would not allow the blacks to be a part of the Democratic Party. And so they were Republicans. And that's who started the Republican Party was blacks and whites together because they were not allowed into the Democratic Party. Even Martin Luther King at the time was a Republican. But they made deal with the Democrats under Lyndon B. Johnson. And they decided, okay, we're going to bring the blacks over to the Democratic Party if you let us be the leaders. And so they offered them governmental programs. And at that time, they started giving the woman everything and making her feel she was better than than the man. And they set themselves up the leaders. And then the blacks stopped thinking for themselves. They stopped believing in God. They stopped believing in marriage. And they allowed these people to become their gods. And it's just been downhill ever since. And that's why the blacks are suffering, not because of racism. Racism doesn't exist because they are angry. They have hatred in their hearts. And it doesn't start with the white people. It starts in the home because most of the blacks are angry at their mothers and yearning for their fathers. But they have been told that it's the white man. They just stop thinking for themselves. And it's just been hell ever since. Wow. That was a lot. And, and I can't say I disagree <laughs> with you because I think you were spot on. But I, I think the psychological aspect you just mentioned is really an interesting one that I haven't heard before uh, from that perspective. Right. I think we've heard from the perspective that, uh, yeah, uh, we have to be nicer or different or lenient uh, with with black men in particular because they're disproportionately represented, uh, excuse me, represented in prisons. And because they're incarcerated at higher rates, then that somehow must be a result of something that we've done. And because they're angry, because they're afflicted, they are more susceptible to crime. And this is something I got to say, look, my parents are Puerto Rican, both born in Puerto Rico. I was born in Brooklyn. And um, I, I've, I've felt different growing up and I, I, we, we were poor and we went through a lot of things, but I never felt like I should be treated different than everyone else because of my humble beginnings. So when I hear those arguments, I think, you know what, that sounds like a lot of BS to me, but the position that you've put it from, which is they're hurt because of issues with their moms and they're yearning for their dads. That to me makes all the sense in the world, Rev. I can promise you and without a doubt that all black, all people really uh, uh, who are turned away from their fathers are yearning for a return to the father, the love of a father but because human heart is evil, until they are born again of the Father, they are deceiving the people for their own thrills. They deceive the people in order to control them so they can feel better about the hell that they live in. And so the blacks are being deceived not only by uh, liberal whites and some right old Republicans, but by black people, period. The, the, the so-called leadership, all the, these black mayors and the black governors and the blacks, they are deceiving the blacks for personal gain because as long as they can keep the blacks angry and keep them blaming the white man for their anger, they're going to use the blacks for personal gain and they're never going to make the situation better because if the blacks ever woke up, those people would be out of business. And so, again, it's a spiritual battle. It has I can promise you, too, Rick, that 
the black issues, the black people who having issues, white, the white people has nothing to do with it, period. Zero. It has nothing to do with slavery. It has nothing to do with systemic racism. It has nothing to do with Jim Crow. It has everything to do with the destruction of the family. The mothers took over the home. She turned the children away from the fathers. And the, and the children were creating her image, the hell that she lived in. That's why the kids are angry. The boys and the girls act just like their mothers and grandmothers because you become like what you hate. But instead of being honest about that, they blame it on the whites because they want to use the blacks. Our battle is a spiritual battle. It's not physical. Never has been. Never will be. Ain't going to be. It's impossible. It's all spiritual. That's why I tell all people, in order to go free, they must overcome anger. Anger is evil. Anger is the nature of evil. And until they go and forgive their mothers and grandmothers for turning them away from their fathers and forgive their fathers for not protecting them from evil in their mothers, stand between the children and the mothers, they're never going to be happy. I don't care what the white man gave them or however they agreed, they're still going to be miserable until they overcome the anger and return to the fathers. All right, we're going to stop right there for a moment, hit the timeout for a second, take a quick pause, coming right back. Don't go anywhere. I'm Rich Valdez. This is America. The 45th president, Donald Trump, thinks it's an honor to speak with Rich Valdez. Oh, very good. That's an honor. Thanks, Rich. The honor is all yours. Conservative Talk with a dash of sofrito. Now, here's Rich Valdez. All right, amigos, welcome back. We continue our conversation with the Reverend Jesse Lee Peterson. Now, Elon Musk took to uh, Twitter to make a comment, and his comment was pretty succinct, right? He basically says that the immigration problem at the border is really about Biden remaking the electorate. Do you think he's right? Absolutely. It's 100% about that. You know, I was thinking the other day, we hire a government to take care of and solve problems for us, fix the road, draw military, shut down the borders, protect us from our enemies. And instead of solving problems like that, the government create problems. And that's all this administration has done is to create problems. And it's because they're on an ego trip, they're about themselves and not about we, the people. They work against us and not for us. And that's why they leave the borders open. That's why they invite the illegal aliens from around the world to come on in. It doesn't matter because they're thinking for, about getting votes for themselves, staying in power, and so-called power, and trying to figure out how they can keep money in their pockets. They could care less about the American people. It, it, think about this, Rich. They send money mm -hmm. to Ukraine and all around the world, but not one dime on building the wall, finishing the wall that the Great White Hope started, drilling oil so that the American people can work and make it a safe or strong military. Everything about our country is weaker and not stronger. The government is not our friend. They only bring problems. They keep the race divided by pretending that it's racism or 
white supremacism. It's none of those things, but they want us fighting so that they can use us for personal gain. Yeah, you know, I, it's, uh, I agree with you. I think you're making a really good point. And what I find interesting about this is how the, the Biden administration, they just turn a blind eye to just about everything. And yes. ultimately, long story short, I had some work done in my bathroom. And the guy that I hired to do the work in my bathroom is a black guy. And I follow his business on one of the social media. And when I saw a post that he put today, it was nothing to do with bathroom renovation. <laughs> he said, let me tell you something, folks. These people that are coming through the border are replacing men like me, black men that are out here trying to make a living. And it was a fascinating post because he didn't strike me as an overtly political guy. But he was basically saying that illegal immigration is going to it's going to hit him and 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 black men. And even I think he even mentioned uh, Hispanic men uh, who were here already looking for work that are going to be undercut by the onslaught and influx of of cheap labor. And and I thought, you know, there's something we talk about sometimes, but now it's not people like you and me talking about it. This is the guy who redid my bathroom. <laughs> and and I just thought that was remarkable that these are the conversations that we're hearing from, from small business owners. It is true. Rick, may I give out my website so people can find it? Absolutely. Us? It's our rebuilding demand.com rebuilding demand.com or jesse lee peterson.com jesse lee peterson.com and one thing i would add to what you said is that you notice the blacks have elected black representatives black black congressmen black mayors and black this and, and those black people are not standing up for the black they're not saying no shut down the borders they're not even looking out for the blacks who voted for them because they they don't care, Rich. They're mm-hmm. just about whatever it is to keep them in power, to keep to receive so called money and power for themselves. They don't you know, when the last time you heard uh, a black representative say shut down a black Democrat especially saying shut down the borders, Biden we need work. Stop letting these illegals come into our community. Shut down the border. Protect the black community. Instead, they stand with Joe Biden. Look at the mayor of Chicago and the mayor of New York and right. all over the places. They stand against the blacks that voted for them and not for the blacks, but they pretend that that racism is this. They're liars. They're deceivers. And they're using the blacks for their own personal gain. And that's why I'm encouraging all people to become individuals again. This is the United States of America. And what made this country so great is that we were individuals who thought and did for ourselves and not group thinking. Because whenever you join a group, you're going to think like the group. And that group is going to lead you down the pathway of destruction. But the man or woman who is willing to stand by themselves and they'll be able to work with the people who are on the side of good. We got to come back that to this. That that rapper guy that you uh, played Killer in Mike. the very beginning. Yeah, the one thing he said that I disagree with, he said that he was for the black people. Something like that, right? Right. Something like that. But we, we are Americans, man. We are one nation under God. And we got to stop being separate as American citizens. We got to stop seeing race 
and see what's right and do what's right for the country, not for based on colors, but based on what is right. Amen to that, Rev. Now, I want you to let everybody know how they could follow you on social media. They could go to rebuildingtheman.com, rebuildingtheman.com, thefallenstate.tv, the F-A-L-L-E-N, thefallenstate.tv, or jessaleepeterson.com. Well, Reverend Jesse Lee Peterson, always a pleasure, sir. You are a gentleman, a scholar, and a patriot. Uh, I had a blast having this conversation with you. Can't wait to do it again. Hopefully we'll get the next one on video as part of uh, this uh, new version of This is America, which is going to be on video starting in a couple of months. I really do appreciate it, sir. Godspeed to you. This is America. This is America. He's making podcasting great again. This is America with Rich Valdez. All right, America, welcome back. And what a great conversation with the Reverend Jesse Lee Peterson. And one of the things that uh, he brought up, and he brought up a lot of things, but one of the main things he brought up was immigration. And I know that immigration is, is a key issue for a lot of people. This border crisis is now the number one reason that people don't like Joe Biden. And it, it makes all the sense in the world to me. It used to be inflation. And it's not that inflation's gotten better and now this is number one. It's that this is getting worse and worse and worse. And, and this is a problem. And this is more than his personal traits. I got hairy legs and all that craziness. This is uh, more than his age and always being befuddled. Uh, this is according to a Gallup poll that was just released recently saying that adults disapprove of Biden uh, because of these critical issues. And immigration is the standout here. Uh, the specific uh, issue here is immigration. And it's the most top of mind, according to the Gallup poll. Uh, with 19%, the next highest uh, in his is his handling of the economy at 9%, followed by inflation at 5%. Now, concerns about Biden's mishandling of the border crisis have been marching up the ladder of reasons that adults don't like the president for quite a while. But now it's here, and it's been here for a while. Now we've got an impeached Alejandro Mayorkas, the uh, Homeland Security Secretary, the first uh, cabinet secretary to be impeached in 150 years. And... They turn around and blame it on Trump. They blame it on the Republicans. They blame it on everybody except blaming it on themselves, taking no accountability for what's actually going on. That stuff has to stop. And the only way you stop it is by creating a counterbalance, right? There has to be a, a, a accountability partner, if you will, in Washington. And whether that's a president that's going to make sure things get done, whether that's uh, electing a more conservative Congress, uh, either House uh, or both, uh, I just don't know how easy that is, right? I think it's hard enough to keep the, the, the Republican majority they have now. And to, to, to do that, you have to play ball with the rhinos, right? It, the reality is there are moderates. There are people that are uh, Republicans in name only. That's a real thing. They're not all Tea Party conservatives, MAGA conservatives. They're just not. And, and it, it's, it's a fool's errand to think that everybody should be. Right. I mean, that's just the reality of life. It, we're not always going to be surrounded by people that agree with us, that see things the way we do. This is why I never uh, espouse to, the, to that type of thinking. I never I never, ever subscribe to that because, listen, you're going to have neighbors, you're going to have colleagues, you're going to have girlfriends, you're going to have uh, all sorts of people in your life. Some people you may want to choose that have a very similar uh, ideology to you politically. Maybe, maybe not. 
I think what you got to do is find people that you share values with, certain values. Um, they might be on one side of an issue and you might be on another, but ultimately family might be the thing you agree on, right? You've got to find that common ground, in my opinion. And again, this is coming from a guy that, you know, was born in Brooklyn, New York, and uh, after I was 12, grew up in Hudson County, New Jersey. So, yeah, guess what? Lots of Democrats around me, lots of people of diverse backgrounds, not a lot of people that are going to agree with you on a lot of things. And you, you learn to get along with people. Uh, I could never sit here and say, oh, my gosh, in order for me to have a successful life, I have to move to Alabama. I have to move to Florida. No, I, you, you, you live your life. You live your life. They live their lives. We all coexist. And, and, and that's just something I believe that's genuine and real. You're going to disagree with people, and that's okay. And how you manage conflict with certain people is going, to how, is going to determine how successful your relationship with that person is. But ultimately, at the end of the day, I don't think that you can just go, oh, you're one of them. Oh, forget it. I'm cutting you off. Because I think depending on where you are in life, I know for me here, four miles outside of Times Square is where I live on the Jersey side of the Hudson. I'd be cutting off a whole lot of people, a whole lot of people, right? So obviously I'm, I can't do that. And I don't recommend you do either. Ultimately, I'm not a great Christian, but I am one. I'm a flawed Christian. And part of what I believe that Christ taught us was to love God and love people. And part of that is seeing past our differences and seeing them as, you know, your neighbor seeing them as your brother in the Lord. How can you view somebody like that if you're cutting off every last person that you don't agree with? Now, it's happened to me. You might have heard my story if you listen to the late night radio show that I host every night, Monday through Friday, on radio stations all across America, America at Night with Rich Valdez. Uh, if you do, tune into that. Thank you for it. If you don't, come on, what are you waiting for? Check it out, richvaldezamericaatnight.com, richvaldezamericaatnight.com. And you can subscribe to that podcast as well if you're interested. It's every day, and uh, it's long form, so it's not as short as this one. But my point is, how, how would we, um, you know, get along? If you listen to the show, you've heard my incident with uh, the woman who makes the, the, the baked goods at the gluten-free bakery. My daughter has uh, gluten sensitivity, so I always go to that bakery. And I can tell you that, she wasn't very fond of my position uh, on Trump. She said that I was part of the problem and that it was sad. And I, I felt like she mistreated me the last time I was there. Now, look, I'm not a snowflake. I could handle it. But ultimately, what ends up happening is she took exception to my differences instead of embracing the fact that I like to spend money in her establishment. We can't live a life like that. I don't know if I'll go back there or I won't go back there. But my, the, the fact that that's even a question in my mind shows you how dysfunctional a society is where we start to ostracize the people we disagree with politically. Now, I understand some people are going to take it to extremes. Look what's happening with uh, Israel and, and Hamas, where every day they're saying, oh, my gosh, you know, these people killed a thousand of your people. Now they're, you're, you've killed 12,000 of theirs. When is enough? You keep women, ki killing women. You keep killing children. You don't stop, blah, blah, blah. And I'm not trying to trivialize the murders of any women and children. I, I'm just saying it's become a political issue. It's not a humanitarian issue. You have people that no matter what, they'll never agree that Hamas was violent and attacked Israel and that Israel now has given a, a response and, and their response is, we're going to eradicate you. And of course, they don't like that. They're like, no, 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 because you know, that's how fights work nowadays. 
You know, you, you can only kill a handful of people. If they killed a thousand of your people, you kill a thousand of theirs and you call it a day. And, and, and we've, we're rewriting the rules of war. We're rewriting everything when it comes to Israel because there's an incredible double standard. And it's almost in vogue right now to, to hate on Israel, to say that they're heavy handed and that they're doing things the wrong way. Now, I'm not saying that they're not. Uh, I, I, I keep hearing these reports about white phosphorus. Uh, I can't confirm or deny any of those reports. So if they are, doesn't sound like it's a good thing, and maybe that shouldn't happen, right? I mean, you got to call them like you see them. But the idea that we're just going to become like these people that are at each other's throats, that if you're Hamas, I'm going to kill you. If you're Israeli, I'm going to kill you. We can't live like that. We can't live in a situation where we think, oh, my gosh, you're a Democrat. You're this, you're that. You're, you're one of them. I can't talk to you. I can't buy my uh, gluten-free brownies here anymore. I can't go on a date with you. Now, listen, I'm not looking to raise children at this point in my life. So if we have some political differences, that's okay. It really is. I don't mind. But my point is we, we have to learn to get along with people. We can't just, in my opinion, we really just can't pick a side and, and hunker down and say, that's it. I'm drawing my line in the sand. You're either with me or you're against me. I, I didn't read that one in the Bible. The one I read said, if God is for me, who can be against me? Anyway. If you stand for nothing, you'll fall for anything. And the only thing necessary for evil to triumph is for good people like you to sit there and do nothing. So make sure you do something. You got to rise up. It's an election year. It's time to get your friends involved. It's time to get your friends informed. I'm counting on you, and America's counting on you. Hasta la próxima. I'm Rich Valdez, and this is America. This is America. The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen.